Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is Friday, March 24th. Uh, we got one more week to go in this quarter, and let's see where we can end up. Um, looks like we're going to start off today, kind of a down day yesterday. Um, well, it was green, not a big green, but it was at least green. Hey, remember, though, folks, before Dave and I start our conversation this morning, let's not forget that uh, there's a lot of things in this world that we just cannot control. However, you have the opportunity to take control of your retirement investment account by making sure you know how much risk you have. And if you don't know, give us a call, 863-382-0037. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. Good morning. How do you believe this? I'm glad you're here today. It's 842 now. About the time we figured we crawled out of the hole and the government started saying, ah, oh, yeah, we're going to be nicer to your bank than we planned on it, then the Germans start screwing up the banking industry, and that brings us up to this morning. It's time to talk about money with our friend Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. How's your bank doing today? Hey, good morning, man. I tell you, uh, thankfully, the local guys, I think, are doing okay, but uh, boy. The regionals and the nationals are getting hit this morning again. They just can't win. No, no, and it all got to really hit bad in the face by right after midnight last night. The word got out that Deutsche Bank, the big bank in Germany, may default on some of its bond payments. It fell like a flipping rock. When we get to the uh, European markets, you'll see just what it's done to the European stock markets. But our overnight trading took a profound U-turn about 2 a.m. this morning. Uh, the Dow futures fell by 500 points in about a half an hour, and it's all based upon a big bank in Germany going to heck in a handbasket now. Yeah, and, and you know, we've, we've seen it now in the Swiss. Uh, we've had our issues here, and now we're seeing European banks uh, dealing with um, some issues as well. So I guess this is becoming a global deal. It evidently is. And, you know, that's one of the words they were really working hard to avoid when Silicon Valley went toes up, uh, the word contagion. But it really starts to sound like contagion is becoming the effect on the big banks because no matter what they did to hedge, they were doing credit swaps at Deutsche Bank, and those are ending up going upside down on them. So they're undercapitalized now. They're in trouble. I mean, you know, federal bonds look kind of bad for, for, for Silicon Valley. Now Deutsche Bank on credit swaps is a hedge to try to stay liquid. Uh, pretty much the entire financial industry right now, if you're in the big banking classification, the too-big-to-fail quality, there just isn't a place to hide right now, is there? No, there's, there's really not. Nothing, nothing's going the right way. Uh, for the banking industry right now, but hopefully, Absolutely. hopefully we can we can weather through this and uh, and and get through this and and be better off on the other side. Yeah, that's what we're crossing our fingers for. I was sharing a trivia point with you that I found in one of my tip sheets. With the merger of the two big Swiss banks, with Credit Suisse going, becoming now a part of UBS, uh, the two of them put together their asset base will be bigger than the entire gross domestic product of Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, the big are getting bigger off of this thing, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. And I also see Swiss, uh, they central bank, they raised their interest rates a half a point. 
Well, I think they need to make some money, given what uh, UBS had to. <laughs> given what UBS had to do, I mean, I remember when Bank of America had to swallow Merrill Lynch 15, 18 years ago. It was a bad case of indigestion, and it pretty much suffered them. So I'm glad they're making some money anyway. Well, hopefully they're making some money, right? We're crossing our fingers anyway. Uh, government data reports out this morning. I don't know that this is going to move our markets much because everybody is obsessed with the banking industry right now. But we had a little bit of a disappointment. Durable goods orders came out. Uh, the report from February, the, the overall durable goods orders, businesses ordering things that last in this country, uh, down by a full 1%. And you were saying they weren't expecting that, were they? No, they really weren't. They were expecting about three-tenths of a percent decline, and that's a huge difference even from the last report, which was down four and a half. So, um, yeah, not, uh, not good news on durable good orders. Yeah, we're starting out just more verification that the economy is slowing down. A little bit of good news that uh, gave us a little bit of buoyancy yesterday because we had a green ink day on Wall Street. There were some relatively good news, even though it was a miss in new home sales, I gather. It was not not a big miss, though. Uh, the expectation was for 650,000 new homes. Uh, it came in at 640,000, which was still better than what it was last month at 633. So, so, I mean, I think that ultimately that was a little bit of good news. Maybe I that's what bounced us up a little bit. Any growth is good news, even if it's not as much as they were expecting, so I'm counting that as good. But uh, between the banking concerns and the other tidbits we've got out today, uh, we did mention at the outset that uh, Janet Yellen did us a favor yesterday. She kind of backtracked on her statement the other day that, heck, no, we're not going to just insure everybody. We're not going to make everybody whole. Kind of backtracked on that that gave us a panic the other day. She said, yeah, we're going to take everything case by case, and we're not going to let people go toes up on a banking process problem wasn't that nice of her <laughs> and, and what do we get out of this right it's like oh, yeah. okay. we, we just uh one more thing to add to the stockpile uh, yeah i suspect but the, the indications from that statement were that somebody took secretary yellen to the woodshed over that statement wouldn't you suspect you think they did uh, just a little. <laughs> Other tidbits out this morning, adding to our banking woes, figure came out this morning that in the last week, in the last week, that new credit facility that the uh, Federal Reserve has put out, banks across this country have borrowed $53.7 billion from that credit facility the Federal Reserve put out. That's in contrast to about $17 billion the week before. Uh, so the banks are taking advantage of that program to make sure that they're liquid. And that I'll consider good news overall. You mentioned that uh, one of the bankers had said in an article that you'd read that they're all going at once because that means the Fed won't raise eyebrows at everybody all at once. Well, that's right. You know, if you go in a mass number, then who can you really point a finger at if, if everybody's there, including the big boys? Yeah, that, that, that's a valid point. And again, to emphasize, you know, we're talking about the big banks having problems, and we've got to emphasize again, by and large, we have no indication that anybody doing business locally is in any trouble whatsoever. The smaller banks, by and large, are relatively healthy. It's these big mega banks that have gotten so much high-flying finances running between, you know, hedging bonds and credit swaps in the case of Deutsche Bank. They're the ones that are getting into trouble. The small banks that only have to go to the discount counter and borrow a little when they've got a little bit of liquidity issues that's what that fund is there for in the first place so don't worry about our local businesses uh, that, that's right i mean those guys are 
usually even way more conservative than even the, the conservative banks, uh, the regional conservative banks. So uh, I think that uh, from that standpoint, they should be in, in decent shape. Um, but, but let's face it, the banks are suffering. Right. I mean, I, I, that's, the tip sheet really came out and pointed fingers at all the regional banks, First Republic, Western Alliance, Zion, Bank Corp, Fifth Third, which is a big name around here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're all getting beat up this morning, as well as the big guys, J.P. Morgan Chase and, and Bank of America, all down more than two percent. So um, it, it's just that whole industry is getting getting beat up right now. Absolutely. And like I said, it's that uh, forbidden word, contagion, that they're all worried about. I look at my big losers list of the futures this morning, and my three biggest losers, before we get to energy, which is another sector that isn't in good shape, but my three biggest losers are all big super regional banks this morning. So other tidbits out this morning indicating economic conditions. Walmart announced, now I hadn't heard much about Walmart cutting employees, but they're announcing that they're going to shed a few hundred, maybe more, of their e-commerce employees. Maybe that war isn't going as well for Walmart as they were expecting, huh? Well, or maybe they, like Amazon, over overhired, right, when COVID hit. So, mm-hmm. you know, give them the benefit of the doubt right now anyway that uh, that maybe that's the issue for them, that, that everything is going okay. They just have more than what they need to, to handle that volume. You know, you're talking about energy, Dave, and you're right, that sector – uh, is right second in line behind the banking industry getting killed this morning. Um, you know, all the oil companies are seem to be uh, pressing down this morning uh, because of the, the quote in mind is oversupply. Now, you, you saw something else. Yeah, there's a possibility. Uh, Saudi Arabia and the Chinese and the uh, Indian government are all talking, and Saudi has been talking. They haven't done it, but they've been talking about converting the unit price of oil to the yuan, which would be a major diplomatic coup for China. But they're talking about doing that, and that's also depressing the crude oil markets a little bit today. I mean, would it change anything? No, the international exchange rate will still keep things, you know, from our standpoint in dollars. But if the main petro uh, currency becomes the Chinese yuan, that would be a, a a major biggie as far as a morale kick in the pants for us in the United States. Well, it would definitely be uh, a moral. The other thing I got to look at, Dave, is, you know, that's that's China, right? I mean, that's, yep. you know, I mean, we don't we don't trust the numbers they give us for the economy. What could they do to their currency? Right. I mean, to me, that just doesn't make much sense. Absolutely. And one of the things that uh, former President Trump, you know, as annoying as his personality could be, he was right on. He accused them of being a currency manipulator, which kind of made me say, gosh, what was your first clue? The Chinese are famous for doing that. We just had a president a few years ago that was putting voice to it, and it's a point well taken. Having them as being the uh, primary petrocurrency could be really a ticket for uh, instability in the energy markets worldwide. You're, I mean, right. I mean, that, that is concerning because, I mean, I think the Saudis, uh, well, at least I thought the Saudis were smarter than that, 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 you know, that they would see it for what it is. And, you know, a communist country that, that really and truly can just say a word and change whatever they want things to be. Um, it, to me, it doesn't, it just doesn't make good financial sense, even from a worldwide standpoint. 
Yeah, that plus the fact that, remember, the Chinese are on good speaking terms with our <clears throat> friends over in Russia as well, and that ends up making things a little bit more changing the axis in terms of uh, the oil economy. I don't like it one tiny little bit, but you put it all together when we get to the futures, and you'll see crude oil features really going down this morning, and a good chunk of it is both of those, both the supply and the upset as far as petrol currency is concerned. Only one other thing that I had on my list of junk to talk about. You'd mentioned yesterday that Ford was going to start splitting out their divisions. Uh, they put the word out yesterday that, yeah, they really made a pile of dollars off of their gas cars and their F-150s, but they lost $2 billion last year on electric vehicles. I don't think it's becoming the dominant form yet, is it? No, definitely not. And uh, my hope is it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That we can save for a time when we got more editorial space. <laughs> Resetting Re the table, we had a green day yesterday. Everything was modestly up. It really didn't look too bad. Dow was up by 75. NASDAQ was up by 117. That was a full percent. And the S&P was in the middle of about a third of a percent, up by about 12 points. 45 minutes before we opened, boy, did things change about 2 a.m. this morning, Philip. What are we looking at 45 minutes early? It did. Right now we got the Dow down almost nine tenths of a percent. The S and P five hundred down about eight tenths. The Nasdaq one hundred down about a half a percent. The Russell two thousand down about seven tenths. So um, the VIX getting a nice little bump this morning, up about four point one. So so everything is definitely red except for the VIX. Um, and then we look at uh, man, Dave, you're oh boy, silver up one point three percent to twenty three fifty seven. But get this one, gold up a third, crossed two thousand, two thousand and two dollars an ounce right now. Um, Some of those old conventional wisdom things about refuge investments are starting to work again, aren't they? Finally, uh, and then we got crude oil down three and a half percent to sixty-seven fifty-three a barrel right now. That was the plunge in prices I was referencing earlier. Uh, the Asian rim markets were off fractionally at the close at 6 a.m. Europe is really responding negatively to the Deutsche Bank word. Uh, British, German, French markets all down in the range of 2 to 3% halfway through their day. It is not a good day over in the European economic community. Uh, looking at what we're looking at this morning, that ought to make some folks that are uh, Maybe taking a few too many risks with their retirement funds, a little nervous. How do I find you to be able to control the risk in my retirement plan, Philip? Then give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design where we can help them design the retirement they always dreamed of. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And you and me back again together on Monday morning here on Light. Philip, thank you so much. I'll talk to you then, all right? All right, man. Have a great day and a great thank weekend. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Again, thanks for joining us. Hope that your week's gone well. Hope you have a great weekend. Join us again Monday, same time, same place. Until then, so long.